Well, my friends, is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from <laughs> Orange County, Did California. Did get shorter? I took out the countdown. Oh, why? Because it was um, it was time. We didn't need the the we didn't need it. Oh, I thought the whole like broadcasting thing is that you're supposed to give people a time to jump on. It was giving time, but um, the intro in its on its own. I think does uh, is enough now. Oh, okay. It, See, it, I'm it learning, used to folks. take a long time. Like when we first got, started going live, when I was doing lives like years ago, uh-huh. it would take like a long time for all the platforms to get all connected. Oh, well, like Amir Safardi, he's like, I'm going to wait no, till more people come on. I'm going to talk to him. Next time I see him, I'm going to say, <laughs> stop it. Just start he's talking, bro. Yeah. He's just like, no, wait. Nobody wants to see okay. you doing this. Is it? All right, we're just gonna wait. And um, oh, hi, Ricky. It's like that old uh, uh, that old show that I watched when I was a kid. When she'd look in the mirror, oh, I see Johnny. I see Ricky. I see. And I don't know hi. what show that is. Oh, it's it's Fred's uh, uh, birthday but you're, today. You're a different generation than me, so <laughs> go to Rick. Rick, Rick, Rick. Resurrectministry.com. That's where you'll find all of our stuff and begin to follow us. All of our content. uh, And stuff too, alongside (laughs) the content. It all goes together. Resurrectministry.com. We're here to um, share with you Smith Wigglesworth devotional. And uh, once we get through Smith's um, the whole year, we'll start another one. The first one we did was Oswald Chambers. I wanted to make sure and tell God thank you for Oswald because he's the one who got us started. Uh, in our prayer before we went live. Can you imagine when God uh, is handing out the crowns of glory? What crowns these two men get? Be for in all crowns. the people that are drawing closer to the Lord mm. for a hundred years based on their material. Who will have more crowns? Uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs or Oswald Chambers? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But I just know Oswald and Smith are gloating right now. Yes. I wonder... If they get crowns added while they're up there with like the more successful, like is, is, do they still get the credit mm. after like, what is the concept in, uh, in book writing or in it? residuals? Mm. Like <laughs> do they still get residuals? Remember it used to sound like when you go to Vegas, when you were a kid, I mean, you're not, you're old enough to remember when you'd walk in, you'd hear the clang clang of yes. the coins hitting the, the tray. That's yes. what it sounds like with the Oswald and um, Smith Smith. Uh, let's see who's joining us right away. Hey, Frank Lozano. Oh, who's Hobo, Hobo, Hobo Kelly? That was the show. Oh, Hobo Kelly. yeah. Thank see, you. you guys are the same generation. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hobo Kelly. No wonder I named my son Kelly. Uh, but Hobo Kelly was a, a woman, I believe. Was a woman or was a homeless yes. person? There's only men and women. I just want to make sure and tell you that. Could you tell Disney that not to stop saying boys and girls? Hello. They, they've taken out it, none of their recordings say hello, boys and girls anymore. Mickey cannot even say, hello, boys and girls. He can't even do that anymore. <laughs> he says, hi, people. I call it Sodom Land now. Oh, no. That's what uh, Disney's. I've, I've, uh, Disney is dead to me. All right. So, uh, <laughs> hello, my friends. On that note, <laughs> make sure and comment uh, Frank, uh, like Frank did uh, with Hobo Kelly. Let us know where you're watching, where you're at, what's going on, what you think about the devotional, and any of the other comments you might have about our show today. Um, so the, short. Oh, they say today. now dreamers of all ages. <laughs> dreamers. <laughs> I'm glad they're dead. I don't even. I'm not even going to set foot. <laughs> I, I, I no more Disney Plus. It's all been canceled. 
the heck with them. I almost said a bad word. Mm -hmm. All right, let's read uh, Smith Wigglesworth devotional. And it is entitled uh, for March 30th. We're on the right day today. Sorry about yesterday, but I felt that God had, I felt, Used look, it. look at my hands. I'm like, I'm like a dancer. <laughs> I felt God, I felt God uh, had something to say to us yesterday. So, and used it powerfully. But today we're on the right track. March 30th, life giving faith. The reference is Matthew um, 9, 28 through 29, which says, when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Amen. You know, I, that, this is, reminds me again, we're going to go back to your woman there in the, the uh, orange, in the circle of orange. It, it was, it, you had set it up perfectly because you asked, do you know that Jesus loves you? Which would have given you the idea that she has faith. And yes. then- the rest would have been history. All right. <laughs> the scripture reading for today is Romans 4, 8 through 5, 2. Smith says, what it means for people to have faith. What it will mean when we all have faith. We know that as soon as faith is in perfect operation, we will be in the place where God is manifested right before our eyes. The pure in heart will see God. And all the steps of purity are a divine appointment of more faith. The more purity, the more faith. When Lazarus died and Jesus knew that Mary, Martha, and everyone around them had lost confidence and faith, he turned to the father in prayer and said, Father, I know that you always hear me. Jesus commanded Lazarus to come out of the tomb. Death had to give him up and everything had to come to pass, as he said. Amen. Fellowship, purity, unity. These are... Things reflect these things. These things reflect a living cooperation in which we are being changed from faith to faith. May the Lord grant to you this thought today. How may I more and more abandon myself from an earthly human fellowship until I am absolutely so bound to God that it, that God has the right of way to the throne of my heart until the center of my emotions is blessedly purified until there is no room for anything except the son of God who is the author and finisher of faith. Then Christ will be manifested in your flesh, destroying everything that is outside of him. Thought for today, Jesus' blood and his mighty name are an antidote to all the subtle seeds of unbelief that Satan will try to sow in your mind. What are your so, thoughts about this, uh, Lazarus? <laughs> because Jack called you Lazarus. Yes, my pastor referred to me as Lazarus. <laughs> Because quite Lazarus. clearly, I was Sorry. dead for a very long time hmm. and stinky. And yeah. God said, you, I cannot imagine you ever stinky. Okay. That's impossible. Spiritually stinky. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord called me out of the grave. It was awesome. Called it you to be awesome. out of that grave. And I ran out of that grave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was struck by this, uh, these three words, which he used a three word symbol before when he was talking about faith and operation, but mm -hmm. fellowship, purity, and unity. And then I was thinking, oh, how interesting, fellowship. He's thinking like the importance of fellowship in the church, like having Christian friends. But when you read on, he's talking about abandoning human fellowship. So he's talking about fellowship with the Lord. Oh. Because he says, may the Lord grant you this, that I, I, the more, how may I more and more abandon myself from any earthly human fellowship 
And so I'm so bound by God. He has the right of the way to the throne of my heart. So purity is, again, the pursuit of holiness so that we could get closer um, to the Lord so that he will manifest further in our lives. And then until there's unity, until he so, what are the words he uses? That Christ will be manifested in your flesh, destroying everything that is outside of him. Wow. Which is amazing. And I was thinking about uh, the... the steps of manifesting Christ's power and having faith. And you realize that things like, like what happened with my daughter, I had unequivocally believed that she was going to change. And I'm curious as to similar to a sickness, uh, is that why we saw it change so quickly? Because I know families that pray for years, you know, with prodigal children that don't come back. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious, is it, is it the level of belief that you have in a promise of God that determines how quickly you solve it? Because same with the cancer. Mm-hmm. The first, my first scare, I was like, nah, no. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. You know, um, different than my back pain. Yep. You know, so... Uh, I don't know. I, that, that's what struck me in reading this is that is our level of faith in a particular promise that God has over us, whether it's healing or provision or uh, success in ministry or our children or whatever it may be, the level, the amount of faith we have over that issue determine how long we suffer through it. And we'll suffer through it, but when it comes to, well, I guess we do suffer through it because we're our kids, we feel pain through our kids. And uh, so I'll correct myself on that. But, um, and also, now this was going to lead to my point, actually, is that not to give up. It's it, for uh, the reasons that are obvious, that, that we just love our kids almost unconditionally. I would like to say unconditionally, but I know uh, we've had our struggles with our family. We, we wanted it to be unconditionally. In, in my case, um, you know, with a, with a divorce, it caused complete division and never, never healed. They, my parents died and I had not talked to them in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, and I, I knew there was probably more I could have done. I, I did try, but it's, I didn't maybe try the right way. I didn't try enough, but um, so I, I would love to think that it was unconditionally forever. No, um, but with our kids, we're, we're going to stick with it longer. And um, especially when they're young, right? There's no doubt. Um, but I was also going to say that we just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And unfortunately, it may not be until they're on their deathbeds. Right? But we want to continue to. Oh, to you mean them. having them come to saving faith? Yes, the saving faith. Because you were saying, you know, you have you know families that you keep praying, you keep at it, you don't, you pray over them when they're asleep, you continue. Uh, even as, as adults, you pray before you go to bed, please save them. And, you know, 40 years later, 50 years later, you know, they could be on their deathbeds. And then finally the kid goes, True. Goes, you know what? I think <laughs> I'm about ready to die. And my mom. Better pack a bag, my, just in case. Be, it could be the 30 years they, at that point where it finally hits them. You know what? Now I know. I'm so, now I'm so close to death. Nothing else matters. I wanted to pursue a, a, a business. I wanted to pursue, you know, debauchery. 
but uh, all I at, in your deathbed is when you realize I can't take any of that stuff with me. <laughs> None of that stuff matters now. Right. The only thing that matters now is salvation. Yes. And the first thing they're going to go to at that moment is go, man, I should have listened to my mom and dad or my mom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know what? They're right. Mm-hmm. They told me, hey, you can't take that stuff with you. Or, or you know, this mm-hmm. relationship is not what God wants for you. Yes. You understand God wants a relationship with you. Yes. That has to come first. And then it's at that moment that they, they hear your voice. That could be, we have to hold that hope Absolutely. all the way to the end before they close their eyes for the last time. And I told you the kids that I heard speak at an event, they said that they heard their parents' voice constantly. They mm-hmm. fought it. But when they wanted to turn their lives around and repent, they remembered their parents' words. And even while they were living in sin, um, they heard their parents. Like the their, their calling to the Lord echoed in their minds. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that phrase, I say, Frank had, had posted something here, but uh, hit this part right here. Father, I know that you always hear me. So mm-hmm. important that he said that beforehand. It's really important to understand that, that God always hears you. Yes. He always hears you and will be there for you. Frank says, And I want a relationship with God like Enoch. What, when it said in scripture, Enoch walked with God in Genesis, it made me look at my life and could I walk with God in the same way? I would need that fellowship with God and the purity of my heart in order to do so. Made me change my life. Uh, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's I that's awesome. that's something I have been going through for the past month is it's not a pursuit of holiness for fear of retribution, which is what I'm used to. It's been 20 plus years in Islam. You stay away from unholiness because God's gonna strike you dead with a lightning bolt or whatever else he's got in his armoire of punishments and it's so different for me to try to turn that around and understand that i pursue holiness in order to pursue nearness to christ so that i can more manifest my love for him and love for humanity and it's a very very different um outcome and it's a very different uh perspective because in Islam, <laughs> I have some family members who have been devout worshipers of Islam, and literally their personalities are possibly worse than when they started. And I and I say to myself, like, oh, mon- wow. mo- yeah, monkey in, monkey out. Like, if you're if you still are a really junky human being after that many years of worship, what is it accomplishing for you? And mm-hmm. so. In the end, what you're doing in Islam is you're, you're obeying God's commandments out of fear, entirely of retribution, like similar, similar to what happens with children. We want to impart good behavior, but some of the things they listen to that we tell them is out of fear. Oh, no, if I get caught, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get grounded. I don't want to deal with that. It's not that they don't believe in actually wanting to do the thing. They just are afraid of the punishment as opposed to what happens in a relationship with Christ where you're literally transformed from the inside out, you're doing it out of love, out of passion for the, for Christ and out of this desire to meet him, to encounter him, to walk with him, as Frank says, Enoch did. And I, when I visualize Christ, when I'm uh, in worship or praying, there's this, um, 
we're always in a either a desert area or a woody area that has a river. And the Lord is walking in front of me and looking back. And I am um, kind of like fast walking behind him to catch up with him. And his hand is out. So like he's like, like we do with a little kid where you're looking back, you're like, come on, come on. And I, and that's me. And so wow, that's, that's an awesome picture. It, well, and, but that's what it epitomizes to me is that I'm just, I'm just chasing after him and he's walking and he's calling to me. And uh, I wonder if one day it's going to be like his embrace, you know, those mm-hmm. images you see of the, but yeah. Yeah. Wonder if does he ever do the thing that I do with my kids where they start to catch up and then I speed up? He doesn't speed up, but I don't <laughs> I don't ever catch up. Oh. oh. Maybe he is doing that. He just can't see it. Yeah. He's got such great powers that you can't see his feet moving faster. He right? just moves faster. Yep. <laughs> and laughs. And laughs. <laughs> like I He's do. always smiling. He's always smiling <laughs> when I see him. All right. Uh gosh, there was so much I, I wanted to say, but I just I think it's so beautiful. All the words that God gave you. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, but I don't want to ruin it with my stupid words. All no, right. <laughs> don't say that. No, there was just some really good stuff there um, that I, I just know to be true. When just one last thing, and I, it, this isn't going to take away anything that you said, but you were talking about that those people were kind of became a little bit worse. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know what this has to do with anything. Is that I think about the people that were one way, either in prison, got prison tats. You know, maybe they're in biker gangs and they got bike, you know, the, the way they dressed as a biker, mm-hmm. they found Christ. Their internal changes, but their external doesn't change either because of tattoos or because sure. they just like that style. And, uh, and so when you were talking, I was thinking about the gentleman who came up and prayed over me the other day that I, we sit across from a Bible study and he, he may be listening, but, um, he's got a long beard and, uh, he's just long hair, long hair and he's, um, you know, his dress is what it is, you know, just it's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when you look at him, you wouldn't you in the streets, you wouldn't see him and say, well, that's a Christ follower. Right. Not because he's dressed not like a Christ follower, just the way he's dressed. Yeah. Right? You would be one of those guys. Everybody, you know, you always sum people up when you see him like, you know, right. You like, like the him, average guy like from Montana, yeah. Yeah. Midwest. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the and I and I hope this is okay for me to say this, but when he and uh, what's the other gentleman's name? Drew. Drew. When he, when he and Drew came over and placed hands on me to pray, looking in his eyes was the he was <laughs> wow. Why am I getting emotional? He was one of the sweetest guys, one of the sweetest guys that I I mean sweet in the sense that he was there yeah. for me. He was his faith was so full, Aww, and I could feel it coming so through beautiful. his hand, and his hand laid on me in a way that was. Uh, commanding yet gentle and uh, feel the power. <laughs> what the heck? I get emotional about that too. But, um, and so as humans, we can prejudge people and it can block the potential of uh, having a God moment when we're together. Well, remember and when so, you said, when you first met me, you yeah. like saw some of my friends and you're like, I don't, I don't see how this, how this <laughs> connects. Day, wow, and it's, it's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Our friend Jack at church, another one. You know, he's got a few, you, as a police officer, and I'm sure even the average person, you can see him and know, you know how much, uh, the first question out of my head is like, how much time did you do? Um, <laughs> and of course, when he starts talking, well, I was in prison. <laughs> and I go, well, you do that. You don't have to tell me. Um, but uh, the 
greatest guy. Yes. Right. His family is fantastic. Him and his, his wife and his kids, they're there. He, he, I was telling him a story. I, I go by where he and his mother, uh, an ex LAPD, uh, uh, homicide detective and his wife were there. And they said, we were, have all been praying for you all week long. Aww. And, uh, just, you know, that their, their prayers are being heard because so God always hears them. Yes. And it's no different what your external looks like. So I hope that didn't stray too far no, from what you were saying. That's not at all. You were talking about the internal. I was going, you know what? That also is interesting because the external doesn't change, but their internal is what is important. Their heart. Yes. Their faith. Absolutely. Their love for God is what's important. So it's good stuff. All right. So let's, uh, why is it not? Hold on. I can't. <laughs> oh, it's because I'm clicking on the wrong thing. <laughs> All scripture. Right. Uh, so we get to the scripture here, which is Romans um, 4, 8 through 5, 2. Uh, this is the passage about circumcision. So I will say that word umpteen number of times. Bear with me, folks. This is the Bible, of course. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Does this blessedness then come only to the circumcised or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it accounted? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of righteousness of the faith, which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe. Though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness will be imputed to them also. And the father of circumcision, who not only are of the circumcision, but who also walk in steps of faith, which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. The promise For the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. That sentence explains why the discussion about circumcision. Circumcision is a law, but he was count of righteousness of faith before the law came. It had nothing to do with the law. That's what he, uh, Paul's explaining. For if those who are the law uh, of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise has no effect because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only those who are of the law of the circumcision, but also to those who are the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of whom he believed God, who gives life to the death and calls those who do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, which was already dead since he was 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it is not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. It should be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. This 
I'm so sorry for I answers my original question about um, is your level of faith connected to how quickly you see the promise? But no, I mean, he had to wait like 40 years before he saw the baby. So, and he believed it, it was counter to him righteousness and he was the father of all nations. But I love the poetic style and uh, the Pauline style of writing because Pauline. yes, like that. yes, that's what it's described as. I guess it's inappropriate to call it poetry, but so it's the Pauline style of writing. Mm. But I just love the way he says words in, in, in repetition to drive home uh, a point, but it just, it, it doesn't get monotonous. There is a, um, there's a beauty to it, an eloquence to it. And so what, he's, what he keeps trying to tell us is law, when you're told to do or not do something, that's what brings about wrath, punishment. Why? Because as soon as the law appears, if you don't do it, you're punished. Yep. If the law doesn't exist, there's no transgression. So if we don't have a speed limit, then nobody can pull us over and say you were doing 90. Right. It's only once they impose the speed limit that you get in trouble. Absolutely. So he's saying that Abraham um, believed in God when God said move before God threatened a punishment. Oh. oh, that's why that's so dramatic. And that's why we're this uh, righteousness by uh, faith and the believing unto Christ, even though we have not seen him, is so powerful because we don't see him. We're not subject to the law, the Gentiles, I mean. Mm -hmm. It's not out of fear of, of persecution, um, but it's out of. I thought of it that way. Love and being I thought that I would have <laughs> being a lawman <laughs> being a law dude. Wow, that is so good. Thank you for bringing that up. Interesting. Thank you, John eleven forty one through forty two. Then this is the story of Lazarus uh, when uh, Jesus calls Lazarus out of the grave after he's been in there four days and stinky. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I say this, that they may believe that you sent me. So he's like basically high-fiving God that, oh, thank you for not making me look like an idiot calling this dead man out of the grave. Like he literally made the guy come out of the grave, wrapped like a mummy. Yeah. <sighs> it was so funny. I mean, uh Will Smith would have got up and, and smacked Jack for saying this about you, but when he said that you were, <laughs> reminded him of Lazarus. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? That's not, oh, no. He was saying wrapped like a mummy. I understand. Which is a perfect analogy because I yes. used to be wrapped. I used to tell people I was wrapped like a mummy. Oh, you may not recognize me because I used to be wrapped like a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> and Zara was wrapped like a mummy. So whenever yeah. she gets mad at me, I was like, listen, you were wrapped like a mummy too. So don't, don't, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want yeah. to hear about like Jesus. This Jesus saved your life. <laughs> so that is so. She funny. never wore a short sleeve shirt until she was ten years old. Wow, I thought that happened at a certain age. I thought it was like at thirteen. Then you wrapped them like a mummy. I mean, uh, some people claim that or get away with that, but. Um, we believed as a spiritual sect that it was important to maintain like a physical purity. It's like some rationale that we had in our heads, 
but she actually had never been in a swimming pool. She was a great swimmer and went to swim often, but she was fully clothed, long uh, surf shirt and leggings. I did find it interesting because I, I remember seeing them and, you know, out and about them, the people of, of the Muslim uh, faith. Um, that, what is there's a nickname for them when they're in the, in the pool with all those clothes? I can't remember what it is. Maybe it's a good thing. Um, but uh, I thought I'd see the mom all wrapped up. Uh-huh. And then the Dad's, girls, oh. no, then the young girls would be, you know, not necessarily in a bathing suit, but they wouldn't have a head covering that kind of stuff. And I found it interesting. I go, I would think to myself, when, when does that happen? And then we were talking to a friend who um, is a soccer coach that this young girl for a period of time okay. had not been wrapped. And oh. then she had a birthday when she was 13 and then had to come to practice wrapped. That's why she was crying okay. because she had not had to wear that, those clothes those coverings until, until her birthday. And then when her birthday, I came, don't know if it's she, her birthday or it's her menses. Once oh. you become a woman. Oh, that's some people use that as a marker. We did it earlier for spiritual reasons. Interesting. The end of the story is that um, we were talking about CRT and uh, about, you know, that as, as conservative Christians that we love everyone. Yes. And uh, he is a Christian is a coach for a bunch of girls and uh, the, the talk, you know, of course, in the school board is that we're all racist. And we were sharing a story. He goes, this is ridiculous because <laughs> he goes, let me just share a story with you. What happened? And uh, then he had talked with her because she was crying, got her to stop crying, uh, was able to share with the rest of the team. that This is why she's wrapped out of modesty. And we should we should praise that and be happy for her. And uh, and from this point on, it's going to be a non-issue. And then they just started playing and yeah. nobody did anything. And uh, it was at the end of the season after everybody got their awards. So he got a, a text message from from her thanking him for be, his kindness that no one else in her life that isn't Muslim, like teachers or other people, did what he did. That Because of what he did, that her experience in the soccer team, on the soccer team it's was so spectacular. In, it's so interesting. And, I, and Secretary Pompeo related when he came to church how he was our Secretary of State under Trump, relayed how many friendships and relationships with Muslim leaders of countries he gained by being outspoken about the fact that he was an evangelical Christian. So again, showing the graciousness that as a evangelical Christian of a predominantly a, a country based on Judeo-Christian values, we respect all people. We want good for all people. Um, Ultimately, the ultimate good is that they come to saving faith. But barring that, that's not it's an election at the end of the day that I mean, that's a that's a choice that God has made before the beginning of time. So we're not in control of that. But we have we do have the ability to control how uh, we behave in response to other people that draws people towards the light. It's just something that came to mind. That was that's really important to bring up because I think also that these these men of the Muslim faith who wear their faith, right? There's no hiding it, and they're they're strong and stand for their faith. And I think in many cases they can see Americans who hide their faith, mm-hmm. and it doesn't show power; it shows weakness. And when you have somebody like Pompeo says, "I'm Christian," they go, "All right, I can respect that." We may yeah. not believe we may not believe in what he believes. But wow, that is and I standing guarantee, up here and, and willing to say that in front of us. I he's guarantee unlike any other American. you, I guarantee you that that's the case, because that's mm-hmm. oftentimes when people were trying to convert 
Christian kids and families into Islam, which I was very, very much a part of, uh, it was always like, oh, they have no faith. They're weak. They're drunks. They're like their life is a mess. And usually it was. You know what I mean? You're usually it, right. Yes. And it, it, it wasn't, it, you never had, you never, I've never been in a situation and I was in a proselytizing Muslim community. I would never been in a situation where there was a very strong Christian who was like, yes, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Oh, yes, I attend church that had the light yep. um, that we were like, oh, let's see if we can convert the real psalm. It, it was it was always like, OK, move on next. Hmm. That's that 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 armor um, was always a deterrent. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, I, and I try to explain that to people who tell me like, I'm so shy and nervous to witness to my Muslim neighbors. And I'm like, don't be, because then they're going to be witnessing to you. Like it, it, yes. you, you got to say who's going to be the victim here. You know, like either you're going to be the witness or they're going to be the witness. And it reminds me of our, of our friend who told me, he was like, you know, I, I, I think the neighbor was Muslim. I hear I thought she was Christian. He's like, but I think she's actually Muslim and wants me to go to the mosque. And I was like, well, that's because you haven't made it clear. You know what I mean? You've made it clear who's who. And it's just like, you can't draw people to the light if they don't know what light you're holding. Wow. You know what this reminds me of? And I haven't used a dog analogy in a long time. Oh, let's, those, do, let's new, get a dog analogy. People, uh, I've been in the dog business for over 30 years, trained dogs, police dogs, bomb dogs, you know, you name it, dogs. But it reminds <laughs> me of the, of the, when I would select a dog, you know, I would try to select a pretty balanced dog. But even with a pretty balanced dog, I would have to make sure and select a handler that is strong and, and bold and, and not weak. Uh, because a dog, even the properly selected dog, will, send, will see the weakness immediately. Right. And pounce and take advantage. <laughs> and that is like Dixie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What is the dog? And you tell this to people all the time. Hey, when Andy walks in the room and there's a dog, the dog usually powers down. Yeah. Not always, but usually powers down. Or becomes more aggressive in some cases because uh, now they have to, the dog senses that he has to become more powerful because uh, I sense this guy's you know a little bit strong, but uh, that that's like 03 percent of the time. But uh, it's so much like that, right? Yeah. A, 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 a Muslim in who's going to be the alpha male? Who's going to be the alpha male in the room with one one or two words? Maybe even yes. with the walk with a t-shirt with a t-shirt. Yes. So we have to be bold for Christ. Yes. And, not, and bold for Christ, not because we want to get in a fight. No. A bold in Christ to draw others to Christ. People like that. I yes. always tell people all the time, dogs and children must have a leader. They love being led. They yes. Love, as much as they'll give you pushback, in the end, they respect the leader, they love a leader, and they will follow a leader. My, da my daughter's therapist, when she was seven and a half years old, mm -hmm. explained that to me. When we discovered like attention deficit problems, I had a psyche valve that said that she had a problem with trauma um, and depression. The, the therapist said to me, listen, I know this is going to sound counterintuitive, but she needs order and discipline. You have to provide structure. If yes. you don't, this will turn into a conduct disorder. And I was like, I found that so strange because you think to yourself, oh, I need to baby them. And she's like, no, it's the exact opposite. Um, and so it's, I, it's the same thing with the Christians trying to, um, bring, let's say the Muslim community to faith. You don't do that by hiding your faith and pretending it's not about Jesus and saying like, oh, well, yeah, no, I don't really, 
I don't really believe. And yeah, we all worship the same God. And that's, you're doing nobody any favors with that. Yep. Weakness will never fix weakness. Mm. Weak leader will never lead a troop. No. Oh, Jan Francis. Says we need a t-shirt. Hi, Jan. Hey, uh, uh, Eddie doesn't know this, but I got something coming. It's not necessarily a t-shirt, but uh, we got something that should be coming. It may, it's going to take longer than I thought it was going to take. But yeah. Really? So thank you, Jan, for that. Yes. We really need some merchandise, some, we need merch. some branding, some merch. Yes, she said she'll buy one or two. But I, but I want a new logo. I want something that more uh -oh. represents. Now we're in trouble. So I take back what I just said. <laughs> now it's going to take longer. <laughs> I love our logo. Really? I do. I thought it was something you do. you told me. You just made it up for. I it was did, just... but it was uh, it was it was inspired. <laughs> you told me you weren't attached to it at all. You're like, I just picked something off the internet and just to use for now. I know, but I love it. Really? It's thrown on me. Oh. We can change it. We okay. come up with something, then we'll change it. Um, did we go? Did we read Hebrews twelve two? I don't think no. we did. All right, Hebrews two twelve two. Our last one. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Nice. Let me just share with you. The, there's our logo. It's a lion. It has our names on there. It says living fearless. I mean, the lion, that is like so. This is like the paw it's, of a. Of it's a... like the paw of a dog or <laughs> it's the the dove with the olive branch. Oh, yeah. I would never use that. Yeah, they're just. But the kinda... lion. We love the lion. We were going to buy a, a. We love the lion. lion. Yes. But does it say anything? Yes. Fearless. A lion is fearless. That's why I chose the lion. No, a lion is a symbol of Christ. So it's like saying, I fearless. put a cross because it represents being fearless. Lion is fearless. Oh my gosh. Now I got to change everything. <laughs> <laughs> How many things did you order? Oh my gosh. Really? A bunch? Oh, oh my gosh. No. Oh. How many things? Oh. All right. One uh, mug. <laughs> no. You can't just order one when you. Yes. You got to order a, a truckload. <laughs> no, it kind of looks like FCS Lion. Oh yeah, French Church. Uh oh, it's it not does. theirs. <laughs> it does. I don't know. I like my. I like my logo. Your logo's dandy. Uh, <laughs> it's custom made. It has thought. It has meaning. It had oh, this. There's, there's, there's starting to hold the branding discussion. There's a whole uh, methodology behind mm. the color scheme and the images, and I don't know. Yeah, I gotta get rid of it because our friend Chuck Knight said, "Get rid of that circle behind you." It's not behind <laughs> me; it's in front of us. By the way, that'd be fact checked. Oh, I thought we were supposed to use that uh, our Chiron for the entire broadcast. No, not the entire broadcast. Oh, uh, neat. Put it back up. No, no, I didn't know. I yeah. thought it was. Not the entire, it's just uh, when we're, you know, sometimes when we're chatting, I like when we're putting up the lower thirds, watch when I put up the, um, the comments, it does, it, like, it just leaves my name, covers up your name. It, to me, oh. it doesn't look professional. Oh. Maybe Frank's still on. What do you think, Frank? The Frank, pro? yeah, Frank, you know. So. Do you leave the chiron on the whole time or take it off? You know, I don't think when it blocks it, I think you don't want things blocking something that you put up. That's not a very professional look anything you want it to either lower down and make room yeah <laughs> it's like this watch this i'll show you i'll share with you something hold on 
those of you on the um the the audio podcast will not appreciate any of this talk that we're so doing. let's move on because so if i put up uh honey do we need to do this right now yes. during the broadcast well there's no other time to do it because you can't see it so you see this that is a lower third and then if i put up what would be oh of course i don't have anything oh ticker see how it moves up it makes room yeah so it doesn't cover it so that's i do that on our show on yes. the memory rising there you go okay three comments i think they're yes. frank yeah probably um looks like uh let's see watermark on the lower left or right and small all right like, like a, a video, video bug what's a video bug you know a video bug what's a video it kind of goes bloop and shows you know and when watching television it'll show up underneath you know, small underneath it'll show like the next uh, uh following this show is another show in the the, the show in that's the ticker up. yeah underneath like oh. if you watch nbc which we don't watch we don't oh, want okay. that so you that's probably Anyway. Or otherwise, put a translucent one in the corner, kind of like yes. Dan, uh, Ben Shapiro does. Right. And... Okay. Yes. yes. Like a. Oops. Yes. Frank and I are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so funny. Hey. Yes. <clears throat> Our app. Or did you have something else you want to do? There you go. And so we have this uh, um, this thing going on. <laughs> check out the edify podcast network very cool we'd appreciate your subscription just click subscribe even if you don't ever listen to it um it would truly bless us and it's absolutely free to you this is how you do it this podcast is part of the edify podcast network edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, Frank, got your message. We, um, I'm not sure. I'm uh, all the way up against it, so we may have to check some of the settings. I've looked, I was looking over. when I, As soon as I saw you, I looked over to make sure all the settings were correct because <laughs> I do. I go, I got to make last time you said my mic was low. And so I panicked. I, I'm wondering if it's just, I, I have a more booming voice than you. Really? How is that possible? <laughs> How is that possible? Do you see the look in the kid's face when I, when I raise my voice? Yeah, like that's they, scary. They start shaking. I start shaking when you raise your voice, <laughs> but you're not raising your voice right now. No, but I have a pretty strong voice. So my mic two or mic three, mic one. Your mic two. And you see, oh. I have mine even moved up further. I have the yeah. slide moved up even higher than yours. Yeah. I don't know. It's something probably in the settings. They may have to check. Or the mic's gone bad, and I need to fix, uh, get a new one. Thank you, Frank. I really, I know. I mean, for sure. If anybody else sees anything that causes them um, to say, ooh, we need to fix that or something's different, usually it's probably what I'm wearing. But uh, if it's anything else, make sure you let me know. Please do. Um, but you should bring up your name or topic every five minutes or so if somebody joins you late. They know what the topic is and who you are. Yes. Well, bringing up our Chiron would do that. Yes. Or showing our name things. Yeah, this is actually called a frame, but uh, who's? Well, in the in media, in news, they call it a Chiron. Oh, well, yeah. Those people are whacked. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we wish for our friends today? Today is Wednesday. Yes. And, Health, uh, happiness. Yep. Provision. To be used mightily by God. You know what I what I noticed lately is since um, the podcast has been booming uh, with Jack, 
mm-hmm. uh, your interview that it caused you to be number eight in all podcasts in the world. Him to be eight in the whole world. Um, I just happen to be the guest. <laughs> details. Um, they've been posting a lot more. He's seen they really, they're really getting the word out there, which is fantastic. They have a new podcast that come out and after yours now. Oh yeah. Uh, they. Oh, had- I thought it was gonna be mine forever. <laughs> what a bummer. So. <laughs> so um, there's a just really seek out the Lord, um, and if you have. Uh, if you see our podcast, we would appreciate you to share it out so other people could see it. Um, our broadcast here on Facebook, on YouTube and Twitter and Twitch, which we're all broadcasting on right now at the same time, wherever you're watching, if you would share that out so other people can see it, you never know who it's going to touch. And again, just like Jack stuff, just like Mark stuff, anything that comes out, people need to see this. We have Disneyland, which is, uh, which I call now Sodom land. <laughs> Sodom land is gone nuts and crazy. And, uh, and we need to give them something else do something to look at something to understand uh, oh and look at james tells us on headphones we both sound fine thank you james for letting us know oh, frank, so it's frank's fault frank maybe it's your faulty equipment yeah <laughs> <laughs> just kidding yeah. thank you james i appreciate that who's watching on youtube oh by the way. my goodness uh, uh thank you frank we love you guys we love, we love you. you too thank you frank uh, and then man, that's what brought me to you oh sorry Thank you. Really Thank you, James. <laughs> yes. You didn't like me pushing the buttons, huh? Is that what it is? You're like, oh, no. Good. Right, you, we got to go. People don't gonna... want to hear this, these shenanigans. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. God bless. And we will see you at the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, hi. (laughs) We're wondering what's going on with the mic. Uh, There you go.